Hello, Horror Fanatics! I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, or follow, whatever you have to do on your preferred platform to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. Does that include sacrifices? I mean, if that's what's required on your platform, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you don't know these days. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Connect to your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm. You know, and do something like subscribe or follow. Or sacrifice. Rate and review. Yeah. Maybe sacrifice, but that's because your podcast platform's telling you to do it. Not, not us. us. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. That's how that works. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Episode uh, 113. Okay. Season three. Yeah. The Circle. Yeah. Cult of the Month, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> There's no short. We, uh, we say Did it all the time. Call Joey Lawrence. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, you know what's the greatest part of that? You and I got it, babe. That's Maybe like, it. like three other three other people probably got that. Oh, geez! Right after that, we get to watch TV's Blossom. We do, we do. I always laugh with that TV's Blossom. TV's Blossom, yes. It's the only representative of all TV. Period. Yes. Blossom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, we always say, and it's true. There's no shortage of cults. Fucking no. Holy cow. This one came out of nowhere. It did. Didn't know anything about it. And then it was like, breaking news. This just in. There's another cult. Stop. It's over in Vegas. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Whole fa. Yeah. 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 So we, uh, we positioned the roster a bit because we had something else planned. We did. And then uh, and then the circle came into play and we're like, hey. We got to do this When one. in Rome. Exactly. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Yeah. Old Nathan Chasing Horse. And everybody's yeah. like, and everybody's probably like, who the hell's Nathan we'll Chasing Horse? I know. Let's get into our sources because this is the first time ever that I have like five. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? I used the wiki simply for um, Nathan Chasing Horse. Yeah. Like to find out when he was born, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Then a usatoday.com article uh reviewjournal.com 8newsnow.com and kiro7.com really yeah yeah what you got well and you know it's funny did you use the wiki too well no actually i did <laughs> i did not uh i think what's uh what's interesting you know this is too current for it to be in britannica otherwise you would have had that as a as a source <laughs> Someday it'll be in Britannica. We'll, we'll get there someday. 
I do love me the Britannica, though. You do. That you do. Uh, I did it. 8newsnow.com. That's a local uh, news place. Yeah, in, uh, so did I. In Vegas. Uh, ABC uh, 7 Chicago. New York Post. Uh, independent.co.uk. And uh, there was also a, a New York Times article that I did um, separate from this. Oh, did you have to subscribe? Because I can't do Washington Post or New York Times. No? I can't do any of those without a... Wrong browser. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I'm going to let little secrets in that people don't... Uh, I People can knock the Brave browser all they want, but yeah. I do uh, the Brave browser or DuckDuckGo. And I think there's something going on there where it's either the tracking yeah. or something like that. Because I think how it's it works. It's not logging your, your visits to the site or tracking it. Well, I think how. Because I think you're allowed one. Like you can read one, one article visit. a month. Yeah, one visit. So if you have a good browser that's not releasing any tracking or accepting mm-hmm. any kind of tracking information, mm-hmm. like if you're, if you're uh, fudging with that. Right. Uh, you can get away with it for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what a while means. I don't know how they, because I don't really have much problems with it, with the New York hmm. Times and all that. So, huh. yeah. It, just Good a little clue for everyone that gets frustrated behind Fair the paywall. Enough. Yeah. So let's dive into this shit show. Yeah, I say, uh, I say uh, why not? Let's stick to this topic in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what that means, listen to the Illuminati episode. That we Our just, rant-tastic that we just, episode. That we just cranked out. That was out. about 15, 20 minutes of Illuminati stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Nathan Lee chasing his horse, also known as Nathan Chasing Horse, and Nathan Chases His Horse, was born April 28, 1976, and is a Native American actor. Formerly from the Rosebud Lakota Sioux Nation, he has spent most of his adult life in California and currently resides in Las Vegas, Nevada. And in January 2023, he was arrested on charges. I will get into how you would know him. Yeah. Chasing Horse portrayed the young Lakota character, smiles a lot, in Kevin Costner's 1990 movie, Dances with Wolves. He has appeared in three TNT telefilms with First Nations actor Eric Schwag, The Broken Chain, Into the West, and Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. Mm -hmm. He has given speaking engagements and workshops on spirituality and developed a following in a variety of locations. He is the father of model Kana Chasing Horse. Chasing Horse gained a reputation among tribes across the United States and in Canada as a so-called medicine man who claimed to perform healing ceremonies and police alleged used his position to abuse young Native American girls. So let's go back a second. You want to go back and do it all over? I bet Chasing Horse would like to go back and do it all over. (laughs) Maybe. Well, he had his chances. He had his opportunities. Oh, yeah. But so... Yeah, he was smiles a lot and dances with wolves. Uh-huh. I know you want to cut to the chase with the cult stuff, but uh-huh. the just the kind of prepper yeah. of it. Did you actually get how old he was in Dances with Wolves? I do not know how old he was in Dances with I, Wolves. I was kind of looking around that a little bit. I uh, I didn't get I too far with it, but he, he was, was young. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking teens. Teens. Yeah. And uh, 
Dances with Wolves, if you haven't seen it, really good movie. Tatanka. Yeah. No, but that was the movie that made Kevin Costner like it, it was big because yeah. he directed it. Yeah, I think he wrote it like it was yeah. all him. It, yeah, and uh, you know everybody at the time, the cinematography. Oh my god. Yeah, and of course because it's all he had to do was just film it in the area. He yeah, just had seriously. to point a camera he somewhere. The best. It's kind of like if you're taking a picture in Scotland. Yeah. It's like you're not gonna get a bad picture. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings. Doesn't matter where you turn. It's like Lord of the Rings in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, it was so amazing. It's yeah. like, yeah. If you get a bad shot, it's on you. You could hold a camera <laughs> upside down, yeah. blindfolded backwards, take a picture. It's still gonna it, be spin gorgeous. It 180 and yeah. it's gonna be a gorgeous picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I always found that interesting uh, when it went through. I, it was a good movie, and it was kind of that mm-hmm. uh, that conflict thing of, uh, I can't even say an American because it was kind of Europeans mm-hmm. at that time, and he had this post, and no one was freaking there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil alert the movie. You should have watched it by now. I mean, but, yeah, it is yeah. from 1990. Yeah. So, if so there's spoilers, that's this, on you. He's not at this on post. Us. It's yeah. by himself. It's kind of like Castaway, you know, and in the sense that he's by himself. He's bored. He's got nothing going on. And then he befriends this Native American, mm-hmm. and then it so on ensues. He learns more about the culture right. and all that. And this Nathan Chasing Horse was this child in a pretty decent role yeah in the movie yep and um yeah then he kind of went sideways after that (laughs) yeah turns out um (laughs) first time he went sideways was in 2015 so let's get into it yeah on july 6th 2015 your dad's birthday after attempting to hold a Sundance ceremony in the area, Chasing Horse was banned from the Fort Peck Indian Reservation in Montana as a safety threat due to charges of human trafficking, sexual abuse, drug dealing, and intimidation of tribal members. Yeah, so let's put a footnote in there that that's not when it started. No, that's, that's when, when they he caught got, him. Yeah, that's when he got caught. Yeah. Um, he... um. He's been accused of sexually abusing indigenous women and girls for decades, and he was charged with federal crimes, adding to the growing list of criminal cases against Nathan Chasing Horse since his arrest in Nevada in January. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot of this is going to be kind of like back and forth because I came across breaking news. Which we'll get into. Sure. Chasing Horse, uh, Chasing Horse 46, uh, at the time, faced two counts of sexual exploitation of children, one count of possession of child pornography, according to a criminal complaint filed in Nevada, U.S. District Court. Authorities have said Chasing Horse filmed his sexual assaults of these minors. Nice. The federal charges came hours after Nevada prosecutors told a judge he should remain in custody because he was, quote, grooming young children, end quote, to replace his older wives when he was arrested. Well, you got to have a rotation, right? Yeah. (laughs) So his bail was, I'm sorry, um, he did appear in a packed North Las Vegas courtroom before Justice of the Peace, Craig Newman, and his bail was set at 
dollars and called the 46-year-old a danger to the community. And under Nevada law, Chasing Horse would have to pay 15% of the bail amount or $45,000 to secure his release. So earlier that day, about two dozen of Chasing Horse's relatives and friends had uh, filed into a North Las Vegas courtroom in a show of support, hoping he would be released on bail. They cheered and celebrated the judge's decision as they left the courthouse waving signs that translate to justice for Chasing Horse. Now, if he posts bail, he's likely to be taken into federal custody. Chasing Horse has been held without bail since January 31st when SWAT officers and detectives took him into custody and raided the home he shares with his five wives in North Las Vegas. Clark County Chief Deputy District Attorney William Rowles told Newman that investigators found journal entries during the raid that he said detailed ongoing grooming. Yeah. There is evidence that this individual is still in the process of grooming young children to replace the others as they grow up, end quote, Rowell said. So he's also been charged in Canada for sexual assault and trafficking. Nevada authorities have described Chasing Horse in more than 100 pages of court documents as the leader of a cult known as The Circle, whose followers believed Chasing Horse as a medicine man could communicate with higher beings. Police said he abused that position to physically and sexually assault women and girls and take underage wives starting in the early 2000s across multiple states and Canada. In Nevada, Chasing Horse is charged with eight felonies, including sex trafficking, sexual assault, and child abuse. He has not entered a plea. Investigators and victims had been expected to speak in court when his bail was set, but Nevada law requires prosecutors to show convincing evidence that a defendant should remain jailed as they await trial. But after delays in the proceedings, the judge heard only from Rowles, who requested a $2 million bail, and Chasing Horse's public defender, Christy Holston, who asked the judge to set bail at $50,000. Chasing Horse's public defender told the Associated Press she's happy with the judge's decision, and she said, quote, we think it's notable that after taking a look at the case, the judge set bail in a reasonable amount, Holston said. She declined to comment on the allegations, but she said she's looking forward to Chasing Horse's next court date, which was, spoilers, February 22nd. Yeah. At that hearing, a judge is expected to hear evidence in the case and decide whether Chasing Horse will stand trial. We're really looking forward to the preliminary hearing in this case, she said, because it's another public hearing where we will have an opportunity to point out the weaknesses in the state's case. Rulon Pete, a representative of the victims in the Clark County case and the executive director of the Las Vegas Indian Center, said they were disappointed with the judge's decisions. Some of the victims were in the courtroom on Wednesday. Quote, what happened this morning was like a slap in the face, Pete told the Associated Press. Realistically, if he posts bail, that's the mystery. What's going to happen? End quote. Police said that they've identified at least six victims, including one who was 13 when she said she was abused, and another who said she was offered to Chasing Horse as a quote-unquote gift when she was 15. It wasn't immediately clear how, if at all, the federal charges will affect Chasing Horse's case in Clark County has um, so I want to stop for a second yeah. because 
in in their investigation, and one of the things that they had been tracking for a while was, you know, these people who left the cult and got out mm-hmm. would go to them and they started their investigation. And turns out, if you're going to be a colossal piece of shit, yeah. maybe don't document it. Like, no, it's too in much explicit ego. detail. He took video with his phone. Mm-hmm. He took pictures. He hi- he essentially provided all the evidence that they need. Yeah. And it's... It's ego. <sighs> all ego. You I, know, I, I mean, at the time to do all that, you're getting away with it. You know, you got to you got to rewind this whole thing back a bit. You got a childhood star that's mm-hmm. in this huge huge movie, massive. Yeah. And you go from a nobody on an Indian reservation right to this and yeah. you're like the person. Yeah, the guy. You know, yeah, you're the guy. You mm-hmm. know, you're the guy in the Big Dances with Wolves movie. Right. So then he leverages all this attention Mm-hmm. And, you know, becomes this medicine man. Mm-hmm. And so now he's doing, you know, this medicine man type work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, help this person, help that person uh, you receive. And then this is the tough part. Medicine men aren't supposed to be paid. Right. You know, so yes. it's either some they sort just of do active service, active yeah. service, or it's some sort of donation mm-hmm. or something like that. And this is where. It gets, this is where the, the turn goes for the ugly right yeah. here. And so you have this person who becomes a medicine man. Which, let's which, just say for a second, is one of the most highly respected positions within no, exactly. the community. And I mean, aside a, from an actual chief. And how does a young person mm-hmm. become a medicine man? Mm-hmm. You know, this is the flags, so to speak, like right. coming up. I mean, how does somebody in their late teens, early 20s, Become a medicine man. You know, yeah. it's just too young. Yeah. You know, I mean, even even religions that have pastors and preachers and stuff yeah. like that. Like there's a there's kind of this There's a progression. There's like this you have to have life of, experience. Yeah. And yeah. essentially what happens is they realize that you are being called to it. And then the current mm-hmm. medicine man takes you under their wing. No, exactly. And, you know, it's like a you're under their tutelage. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's an apprenticeship, if you will. <laughs> no, it, it's you know this is and this has yeah. been going on for thousands of years. Yes, yes. this practice. It yes. isn't just with Native no. Americans. No, and I was just li- listening earlier today to um, uh, they were talking about how young kids in uh, like first century mm-hmm. and even before. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to get, you know, uh, especially around like, um, I think it's not specifically Judaism, but Mm -hmm. and just involved in Christianity in that regard. But if you wanted to get involved into that from age zero to six, you're to study basically the the five books of Moses. Mm -hmm. And and by six years old, you had to have those memorized. Mm -hmm. Not saying verbatim. Yeah. But. The whole plot, the meaning, yeah. and all of the stories, which I thought was just impressive on its own. Yeah, but then it for gets six. But then it gets better. But wait, there's more. Yeah. So from from age zero to six, what you're supposed to do is learn these five books of the Bible of Moses. Yeah. And then from there, the ones that 
you know, know it pretty well, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, don't really have an aspiration past that as much as just get it and follow yeah. it. Uh, they say, okay, you're going to go to school and you follow your uh, your father's trade. Right. Yeah. So then from six to like 16 or six to 19 is this bigger level. Right. You know, and it's all the way out to like Malachi or something yeah. like that in the Bible. And they got to know all those books. Right. And then it's the same thing mm-hmm. at like age 16 to 19. Like once you know those, they're going to pick a certain group out of that. Yep. That's exceptionally like Ver- set yeah. versed for this. Yes. The rest of them go follow your dad's trade. Right. And then from there, they get like selected in and they're following an actual like a uh, mentor, mm-hmm. you know, in that case, uh, I forget the name of uh, the person that they would follow or the, like the role, mm-hmm. but then they would follow that role and they'd shadow that person. And that would be the person that they, they follow and they're, they're living this life of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So nobody's running out of the gate at late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Being like this. A rabbi. Yeah, and that's even where I get a laugh, uh, like with life coaches right now. I love hearing, I love seeing a, a person in their early twenties advertising themselves as a life coach. It's just hysterical. Yeah. It's absolutely you hysterical. You don't know shit about fuck. You don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. You know, anybody like the life coach thing, I have a problem with to some degree, but I would really respect a life coach that's like forty or more. Yeah. You know, because there's life experience in which they can coach you in every sense of the word, like every sense of the word. You can't just get handed that title and you can't make it for yourself. And uh, is there exceptions? Maybe. But, (laughs) but, you know, you're not seeing it much. And like these uh, these authorities came in with a 50 page search warrant. They did. 46 now. Yes. You know, and um, and he's been doing this for. 15 years, you know, 10 years, you know, so, I mean, this is, uh, well, he was actively doing it from the early two thousands, which means he was doing it for 20 years prior to that before like actually, like I said, late teens, early twenties, he's doing all this stuff. And, uh, he had a 50 page search warrant, uh, that they obtained and, um, chasing horse trained his wives to use firearms, Mm -hmm. which, Hey, I got no problem with that. It's the second part that I have a problem with. Instructing them to shoot it out with police officers if they tried to break their family, quote unquote, apart. Mm -hmm. And he said if that failed, he told his wife to take suicide pills. Yep. You know, and people sit there and, you know, how do you get in this deep? It's the multiple question every single time, you know. But they searched the property and uh, in the vehicles they found firearms. Yep. They found 41 pounds of marijuana. Yes. That's not a little bit of marijuana. No, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And then uh, the psilocybin. Uh, trippy, psilocybin. Psilocybin uh, mushrooms. The yes. trippy mushrooms. And then there was what you were explaining earlier, a memory card with multiple videos of sexual assaults. Yep. And, um, you know, this stuff was released. Um, there's at least they're identifying six sexual assault victims yep. that have come forward. Yep. Um, Four jurisdictions. One was 13 years old, as you mentioned earlier. And uh, they traced the sexual allegations to the early 2000s, as you mentioned. Yep. You know, and uh, this isn't just in one place. This was in Canada. It was in multiple states, including South Dakota, Montana, Nevada, uh, where he was living 
for about a decade, yep. I think, in, in Nevada. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just hear these crazy stories out they of this They also filed a new warrant against, uh, against him after additional victims came forward in the wake of his arrest in Nevada. Um, and that's according to supervisory criminal investigator Ken Trotter. Because of those victims, now we're able to corroborate our case, end quote, Trotter said Monday. Prosecutors have accused Chasing Horse of the series of crimes. Um, he has lived with up to as many as six women that he viewed as his wives. And he has been accused of misusing his spiritual influence to operate a cult known as The Circle and had up to 350 followers at the height of his influence, yeah. prosecutors have said. Multiple women, some who met, who first met Chasing Horse as, a, as young children, have told police they were raped by him starting when they were teenagers. Yeah. Clark County prosecutors have charged Chasing Horse with felony counts of sexual assault against a child under 16. Sexual assault, child abuse, possession of visual pornography of a child under 16, four counts of sex trafficking of an adult. He also has been charged with unlawful acts, um, acts pertaining to a bald or golden eagle, hunting, trapping, possessing of and or selling a bird of prey. Both are misdemeanor counts. Mm -hmm. And police found the multiple firearms when they raided the bald eagle parts, along with the cell phone containing the images of chasing horses alleged, allegedly assaulting an unresponsive young girl. He's accused of instructing his, like you said, um, use the firearms to yeah. prepare for a potential shootout with law enforcement. And he was also charged with two counts of sexual exploitation of children, one count of possession of child pornography, and according to a criminal complaint, a warrant has been issued in Canada stemming from a report of a historic sexual assault received last year by authorities in Carameos, a village in British Columbia, according to the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh -huh. The warrant issued in Canada stems from this issue and stems from two allegations received by the Fort Peck Tribes Criminal Investigation Division from 2005, Trotter said. Trotter said the allegations were made by a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old girl. One reported she was raped while the other reported a statutory rape. The case was investigated and sent to the U.S. Attorney's Office, but Chasing Horse wasn't prosecuted because there was no corroborating evidence, Trotter said. Trotter said that between the 2005 allegations and when Chasing Horse was banished from the reservation, police received two other allegations that didn't rise to the level of a criminal offense. Federal authorities in Montana are also continuing to investigate Chasing Horse. Trotter said last week, that while the judge held him on $300,000 $300, bail where he would have to pay $45,000 to get out, mm -hmm. he remains in Clark County Detention Center jail records show. Yeah. So from a former cult member, days after he was arrested and accused of sexually assaulting underage girls in what police call the cult circle, mm -hmm. A former member spoke to 8 News Now. Courtney Ward said she was part of the circle at the home in North Las Vegas where Chasing Horse was arrested. 
Ward said a member, who later became her boyfriend, took her in when she was homeless at 17 years old. Quote, I was told, you know, basically treat him like a king, end quote, Ward said of Chasing Horse. She belonged to the cult for about a year and had a child with another member of the cult. Mm -hmm. Quote, from day one, I was abused verbally, mentally, and physically, she said. Though Ward escaped months ago, she described what were known as ceremonies in the cult. Quote, all the windows would be blacked out. You wouldn't be able to see anything, she recalled. Ward also said in the darkness, music would play as contact was made with, quote unquote, spirits. Quote, I started seeing flashing lights. I heard rattling and I even felt something touch me one time, she added. Ward also claimed many were given concentrated forms of marijuana called medicine or, quote, phoenix tears, end quotes. In ceremonies, he would come with the girls in a straight line, she said. Ward told 8 News Now the girls were chasing horses' wives, many of whom investigators allege were forced to have sex with him as minors. She also added that she witnessed a member's daughter, quote-unquote, chosen before she was 12 years old. Quote, we were told she was different, she was special, Ward recalled, and I never understood what that meant, end quote. Courtney said when chasing horses' helpers tried to trap and threaten her, she got away. Now that she's safe, she's hope others can understand. Quote, you just have to trust your gut sometimes, Ward concluded, because I didn't trust my gut, and I should have the whole time. Ward told 8 News Now because she was not Native American, she was not allowed to speak with Chasing Horse directly, but she described him as always quiet, and everyone was expected to treat him as, quote, more than human. Courtney said her daughter who she had while she was part of the circle, is still with a family affiliated with Chasing Horse. So she's out, but her daughter is still in, Ugh, which, why terrible. would you do that? Why would you leave and not take your child with you? Especially knowing the circumstances. You know, you watched him choose a 12-year-old. Yeah. Why would you risk that? Especially when it's a girl. See, this is the, this is the, the slippery slope. In cults, like, mm-hmm. you're just in too deep at a certain point. I mean, like, the moment you walk in there and you see all that going on, mm-hmm. you should walk the fuck out of there. Yeah. You know, so by the time your daughter's getting chosen for something like that, I mean, you're... Yeah. You're you're in a mess. Mm-hmm. You're in a, a just a straight-up mess. And, I mean, look at all those stories with Scientology and stuff. Where but I could see how if you're there, in the cult you know? and, like, you're 100% into this and you're buying all of it... Yeah. Them choosing or him choosing your daughter, I could see how you would be like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. You know, my child was chosen mm-hmm. to be with him. Yeah. yeah. But, see, the tough part is this is I, I, I explain this to people when we casually start talking mm-hmm. about cults and stuff like that. You got to take logic right out the door. Right. Yeah. You know, and common sense. Yes. All that stuff. None gotta, of that applies here. You, you got to remove it. None of it applies. Right. None of it whatsoever. Yeah. And you got to start looking at things that are just like all around this. It's broken. Mm-hmm. Everything's broken. Yeah. The leader's broken. The followers yeah. are broken. You know, um, the the systems around them are broken. You know, you have so much broken uh, despair mm-hmm. and and just uh, lack of self esteem. And you got somebody who, uh, again, thinks more of themselves than what they should. You know, and and again. You get this guy, he's a movie star. Yeah. And 
you've got a Native American. I hate to say this, but it's just freaking true. There's a lot of reservations that are tuned up well. Yes. And they run well. Yes. You know, they're towns. Yes. You can't look at it any other way. They're yeah. towns. Yeah. Or they're equivalent of a city. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some that have 10,000 people in a reservation. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a lot of people for a single spot. I mean, right. no, it's not a boom in Metropolis, but, but they have their own, you know, they have their own police department. Their own they have their own everything. They're essentially yeah. they are their own state. Yeah, if their you own will. sovereign yeah. land. You yeah. know, they and, are sovereign, and that makes shit difficult. Mm-hmm. It really does. It makes it really, it really difficult, especially because on the reservations, it's the reservation police who investigate mm-hmm. crime, and. The only time it gets sticky is if it's a uh, non-native member who commits a crime. Then, like, the feds have to be involved because of, because, I mean, you're essentially talking about two different governments, if you will. Two different countries, basically. Yeah. And, you know, they they aren't very good at communicating with each other. Mm -hmm. And what has happened over time is... Those who are on the fringes have realized that these reservations are a veritable treasure trove for whatever nefarious idea they may have. Mm -hmm. It's highly sought after for oil workers, uh, you know, the the people who are trying to escape, if you will, and they just see this as the perfect hunting ground. Because they will go in and out at will, yeah. doing whatever it is they want to do, See, this knowing is, that there's... I'm, I'm not going to be very popular in saying this. I, I know, and I'm not a freaking popular person every time I open my mouth. But the fact is, is these reservations have to build themselves up. They do. You know. Yes. The, it, you can't blame outsiders because you're broken. No. You know, no. And I mean, granted, what happened to Native Americans, I'm not going to defend it. it. No. They they had a hard time. But what happened was, is there was two types of civilizations that clashed together in North America. Yeah. You had these Native tribes that lived the same exact existence for years and years and years. Centuries. And everybody talks about like it was sunshine and rainbows and it was peace on earth and all that stuff. And whoever told you that told you a bunch of shit. If you have that in your in your well, mind. Well, it depended. Not every tribe was They brutal. were all different. Correct. That's the point. Yes. And there was no such thing as property. And everybody goes, well, that's the way it should be. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. That included women. Yeah. You know, so this is where you look at somebody like this that's doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And that type of heritage and that type of thing, you know, it's like any group. You've got extremists of the culture. You've got progressives of yes. the culture. You got moderates. It's the yep. same thing in these reservations. You've got the old school mm-hmm. people. You've got the newer people. And I mean, you hear these terrible stories, and they're terrible. Where like every woman in a reservation has been raped or beaten yeah. or whatever, and and then you have some reservations that come out and they say, well, no, you know, they're not all the same, right? And this is where you look at like they're all different types of countries, mm-hmm. you know. So, but what's interesting is. Under federal law, tribal courts have the authority to prosecute tribal members for crimes committed on reservations. Yes. But mm-hmm. they cannot sentence those convicted to more than three years in prison. 
So mm-hmm. anything under three years, it's in the reservation. Right. As a result, tribes usually seek federal prosecution for serious crimes. Correct. And this is where you have the problem. If you have a bad police force that doesn't process evidence correctly. Correct. You know, so this is where, you know, okay, you have this sovereign land where you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You don't answer to the man. Yeah. But then there's a point where you can only go so far. And I get it. This is why the feds put this in place there. We'll let you have this. But after three years of prosecuting or whatever, we got to take over because some fucked up shit's going on here. Right. Now, the worst part is, is it's the federal government that's doing this, which is the most fucked up thing in the world. I mean, the second most broken system. Well, I think it's the most broken system. Well, no, I think we've we've proven that the tribal... But, system but the isn't tribal, exactly. But the tribal system isn't that great either. So right. now what you got is all this broken, these broken people. Mm-hmm. And now you got, you know, broken people that have trust issues. They have trust issues with the own leaders of the reservation. They have trust issues with the people outside because they had that crammed in their head. Yes. That this was going on. And this is where, you know, it, it just gets crazy. It, you know, this frustration is so acute that some tribal members have actually sued the government for declining prosecutions. Yes. And for what they say is the related issue of, again, sloppy p- police work. Yep. And this is where people fail in society, period. Yeah. You know. You know what they need? They need to have a good working relationship like Walt Longmire and Malachi. And Malachi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But even like yeah. as fake as that show was, yeah. it just showed how hot yeah. certain things were. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, I mean, the big question past all of this is how the hell do you fix a problem like this? That's Here's crazy. The thing. Because the issues with the First Nations people, which is our indigenous, mm-hmm. our native, our Native Americans. Yeah is that this abuse of them, you know, abuse of each other, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, has been going on for ever, ever. And when they were left to their own devices on their reservations, they realized it didn't get any better. And in many cases, it got worse. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reservations are in areas where, you know, it's, it's like desert. They don't have much mm-hmm. of anything. Resources are slim. Yeah. So you have to learn to depend on each other. And there's just not. And between drugs and alcohol, yeah. it's it has become. But when you lose your pride of your own self, yes. that's when it's gone. That's yeah. when you start seeing the dark side of humanity. Yes. You know, and and this is where, you know, you'll hear a lot of interesting things like people mention reparations, you know, just hand them money. And I honestly couldn't think of a worse solution, you know, because one simple question and this is reparations, period, across whatever group of people you're talking about. When did throwing money at a problem work? Period. End of statement. Doesn't fucking it doesn't work. No, it's never worked. And so. You know, now you're sitting here at a crisis and I started looking at this. It's like, oh, problem. Got to solve it. Mm-hmm. I get in the problem solving mode. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> and there's been two questions that I've always asked myself when I'm presented with really huge problems that mm-hmm. are massive in scale. Yeah. And, you know, I learned this 
solving big problems in companies, mm-hmm. very large companies and things. And the the two questions you really got to ask right at the beginning is, what is the current problem? This mm-hmm. is all going to sound obvious. Yeah. But two, how did we get here? Right. And that's number one is what everybody asks. What's the current problem? Oh, it's this. Yeah. Okay. How did you get there? Mm-hmm. And that's the meat and potatoes in there. Right. And I'll give you an example of like a leaking boat. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all out in the ocean mm-hmm. and there's this massive, you know, all of a sudden the boat's drawn in water. So you add more people to bail, you know, and you mm-hmm. start bailing water. Now there's a point because you also got to figure out why is the ship leaking? Yeah. Why is the water coming in in the what first What brought place? us yeah. to this leaking state? Yeah. And it's a combination of those two, bailing and leaking, you know, that, you know, you got to marry together, but mm-hmm. you've got to start to transition the most energy to the latter. Why is the ship leaking? Yeah. You know, and the Indian reservations were unfortunately set up in a model with a high probability of failure. Yeah. And that's stuff that you were mentioning, yeah. like the environment yeah. they were in. But also Which, that's a catch-22 because some of them, those were sacred lands they wanted. And they chose that. No, they no, didn't. I'm saying, th- you got to understand, this is not a blanket statement that I'm throwing out. Yeah. It's, it's woven. Mm-hmm. Some of them got pushed off to a less desirable area. Mm-hmm. Correct. There's other ones that put up a firm fight. This is our area. It's been generations of our area. Mm-hmm. We, we're not giving it up. So there's a, you know, but, but either way, there was a, what I'm getting at with a high probability of failure, it was just a bad model to create a society where there's no interference from the outside. Yeah. So all around them is this growth, this mm-hmm. evolution mm-hmm. of um, services and things like that. Right. And you've got this other group that's not getting any yeah, benefit they're insular. from that. They're insulated you know? from all yeah. of it. And all of it's evil, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, well, here's and the, the thing. Amish is another example of that, where there's some, um, like I look at Amish and reservations as pretty much equal in the same hand. There's some spots where the Amish, everything's great, everything's smooth, and they're running well. But then you hear some other Amish areas where they're doing crazy shit. True, you know? but also the Amish were never actively gathered together, no. removed from their land, and then thrown in a school where they were, where their culture was essentially beaten out of them yeah. and then no, but this and then is adopted where I'm get into at. white homes. This was war. Yeah. This is what happens with war. And people don't understand how long. No, I'm the- talking about there were. There was a period of time between the 50s and the 70s yeah. where the U.S. government and the Canadian government went on to First Nations prop- yeah. property and they collectively grabbed up all of the children and took them to schools yeah. where they could deprogram them. And they either died there at that school yeah. or best case, they were adopted into a white family. No, but what I'm getting at is, is this is the ugly part of war. I'm going before mm-hmm. that again. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. That's the million dollar fucking question. And it, the, how did we get here part is the war that separated all of this. Mm-hmm. And it was ingrained and people raised themselves saying the white man's evil. Indians are evil. 
mm-hmm. you know, and that just grew and grew and grew. And then they separate them all out and that just brews and brews. This stuff isn't fixed in five years, no. 10 years. No. This is hundreds of years and it's well, still a problem. But what I'm getting at is if you're in a broke off sect of the area, because mm-hmm. I've read a lot of articles about this, I couldn't even cite them all. Mm-hmm. And it was women that just basically said, I had to leave my reservation. Right. I had to leave everything mm-hmm. because it's just, it wasn't worth it. Right. It wasn't worth living that life because mm-hmm. it it was rape. It was beatings. Yeah. It was alcoholism. It yeah. was drugs. Yeah. It was all this all stuff where they were just like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to leave it all behind. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's just how it is. That's how it works. Uh, you know, and again, it's not every reservation. There's no. some yeah. that work really well. So now you got to ask yourself, why aren't they working together? Why aren't right. they looking at a good model? Mm-hmm. You know, so again, back to what I was saying, just a, a short bit here. It's just, you know, so you've got this small society that's surrounded by a much larger society that operates differently in every single way. Mm-hmm. And that coexistence is tough. And that's where you have kind of the school thing with Canada and the States. Yeah. You've got some people that are looking and like, this is no way for a child to live. Right. And unfortunately what they did, it's again, the road to hell paved with terrible intentions. Right. It escalated to that. Yeah. You know, and, and so basically you have these reservations that have successful models and you think it'd be easy to speak with each other to collectively improve their existence. But here's the problem. We're human beings. Mm-hmm. Just look at the political system we have here. We have right wing and left wing. Mm-hmm. And inside that, you got extreme all the way to moderate on both sides. And then you have little pockets of libertarians, progressives, independents, etc. It creates friction. Yeah. And you have the same model in, in, in with those, not just the, the different reservations, but the reservations themselves. And we're not just talking about disagreements at times. Yeah. There are times when values and moralities collide yeah. and just say, look, I don't believe in that. I'll never believe in that. I can't believe in that. And it just, um, you know, this is where this kind of existence is hard to flourish and prosper. And these, um, these failing reservations to me mirror the problems of fall- failing cities, mm-hmm. towns, mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. There's so much work and effort to build and maintain a healthy, prosperous community. But what's even tougher is what is deemed healthy. What is prosperous? Right. This is where all this stuff never gets steam. It never gets Mm -hmm. momentum. And these are all tough positions to agree on. And even harder, how do you buy in on the method to achieve it? Right. So it's not even deciding what's healthy Mm -hmm. and and what's prosperous. Now you got to agree on how to get there. Yeah. I mean, this is these are the real things that people just flash bumper sticker saying. Right. Yeah. And they don't understand the meat and potatoes of how to solve a real legitimate problem. Yeah. And these are all the things you face in, you know. So now, you know, let's say you even get into the method of this. What you got to do in this whole thing is you got to build trust. Right. And once you lose trust or break trust, it's hard to get it back. Because I would be so bold as to say you almost never. The breaking get it back. of trust yeah. is a betrayal. It That's is. what it is yeah. because you're putting your faith, your loyalty, mm-hmm. and your love in something, a person, mm-hmm. what have you, a system. Yep. And then when it turns and betrays you, mm-hmm. all of that trust is gone. Yeah. Because you made yourself vulnerable to that. Right. You gave into it. And 
you know, human beings have a hard time agreeing on overall objectives, let alone the method of these objectives. And then on top of that, you combine traits like arrogance, greed, yep. envy, etc. And then you pour temptations on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know what you get? Humanity. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, it's humanity. And this was the sad thing that I came to the conclusion with, with the circle on this. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is just another example of humanity where someone got too much recognition too quick, yep. didn't respect the responsibility no. they had in their no. community, nope. and they leveraged it and took advantage of it. And yeah. that fed off of all of the temptation that fed into the surrounding people of arrogance, greed, mm-hmm. envy, and all that. I mean, he was selling those videos to people. He was. So here's the thing. Don't just go after this guy. Go after go the Go after people. these other people. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because you can take Nathan Chasing Horse out of this, and you're going to you have another yeah, one come in Somebody there. else is just going to fill the infrastructure's, void. The infrastructure's is there. there, yeah. Um, on February 27th, Nathan Chasing Horse was indicted on 19 charges that included sexual assault. Most of the charges involved victims under 16, according to KLAS-TV. According to the Clark County Grand Jury, Chasing Horse was indicted on 10 counts of sexual assault with a minor under 16, six counts of sexual assault, open and gross lewdness, kidnapping of a minor, and trafficking a controlled substance, the television station reported. Prosecutors believe the crimes were committed between 2014 and 2020. A judge announced at the beginning of the preliminary hearing, which was canceled, that Chasing Horse will soon face trial, KTNV-TV reported. Chasing Horse's public defender, Christy Holston, told the Associated Press that she's looking forward to revealing holes in the state's case, but she declined to elaborate. Police arrested Chasing Horse, At his North Las Vegas home on January 31st, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department released in a tweet, and police said that Chasing Horse allegedly performed healing ceremonies and spiritual gatherings as a reputed medicine man in the U.S. and Canada, and the Associated Press reported authorities alleged that Chasing Horse used that position to abuse young indigenous girls. Mm -hmm. And according to a 50-page search warrant obtained by the news organization, Chasing Horse is believed to be the leader of the cult known as the Circle, and an arraignment is scheduled for March 1st in Clark County District Court, the AP reported. So as soon as there is breaking news, we'll update as well. I think one of the things that, I mean, aside from his horrible acts against children, I mean... Yeah, no, it's God, despicable. The pedophilia is, it's just, it's its getting out of control. But the fact that he had the eagle parts. Yeah. You know, this is, this is not only, especially like the bald eagle. One, it's protected. Yeah. It's also extremely sacred within your, yeah. within your, your, your tribe, your, your, community your, mm-hmm. your tradition yeah and to just have like this wanton careless disregard for it and just see it as a, as an opportunity to yeah it's oh it's everything again, about this is despicable again you know you, you can't put logic into any of this you can't put common sense to this it doesn't apply but i think you know 
there's, I think the silver lining in these types of moments that are terrible and awful, Mm -hmm. and this would be like, I think the best move of what every single reservation can do is there's sunlight on this now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so get, get the momentum as an opportunity, get the momentum going. This is the opportunity to take up the fight and not just take up the fight, but again, how did we get here? Yeah. Trust. Trust is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, because for some reason, this guy was able to do this for 10, 15, 20 years yeah. in the reservations. Correct. You know. Yeah. This wasn't something that, like, he got kicked off the reservation because he was a drunk and an asshole. Right. No. And then all of a sudden, he created this cult thing. No. no this started in the, in reserva- the reservation. The reservation. On the res, he and was so, doing this. So now you've got to ask yourself... You know, again, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Where was all the broken? You know, why were people, when they were broken, feel they had to go this way? Right. You know, and as a reservation, this is a chance to reach out to all these victims. Yeah. Outside of this guy. Just, you know, yeah. and just, build trust. Yeah. Build, you know, strength within each other. Find out how they got there. Yeah. And because that's, now there's a void. Yeah. And it's going to be filled by somebody. Oh, no, it will be. if you think it's just Chasing you, Horse, you, you are sadly mistaken. And do you think he was the first? You know, no. I mean, that's, you know. No, not at all. Th- this is the one I, that got out. I'm going out. to be so bold as to say there are Chasing Horses all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's just the one that got out in the news because yeah. he was a Hollywood actor. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I just, I'm going to say it for what it is. Yeah. He had the Too brand, much visibility. brand name neck recognition yeah. that didn't work in his favor. No. In this case, every other case for what he was doing, it worked out perfect. Oh, well, it worked for, it worked yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for 20 years, there was people buying videotapes. There was people mm-hmm. uh, surrendering their kids as gifts. Oh, you know, I God. mean, there. Yeah. this is ugly. It's it very is. ugly. It and is. it's the ugly side of humanity. It's not just in one place. It's not just in one race. It's not just in one civilization. It's everywhere. It is. There- so we're we're finishing up Dallas. Yeah. And there one of the plot lines, one of the storylines was that JR's illegitimate son mm-hmm. was married and had a baby that he didn't know about. Yeah. So JR goes to the baby mama and yeah. he's like, "Hey, why don't I set you up in a nice little uh, house yeah. and, you know, you'll want for nothing. You and you and the baby will be set for life. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, y- you know, I, not, one, I'm not going to sell my soul for money. So then James, you know, the yeah. baby daddy's current wife is like, hey, why don't you let us adopt your child? And she's like, it's clear you've never had a child because there's no way in hell I would do there's nothing you could give me that would make me give up my child. But clearly there was something that someone could do to make these women give up their children. No, and that's desperation. So let's yeah. bring back the oil men for a okay. second since yeah. we're on Dallas. <laughs> we'll merge the two together. Here's how problems come up without even trying. Mm-hmm. It's about the best statement I can make with this. You have a reservation and they're... Their um, their morals, their ethics, their everything is to respect the land. Right. Don't take advantage of the mm-hmm. land. Don't abuse the land. And I respect that mm-hmm. to the T. 
So now you have a company that says, hey, look, we want to, uh, you know, you've got this oil deposit, right? you know, in this area. We'd like to uh, do this and we'd like to give you jobs and, and all yep. of that. They say, nope, not on our land. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they sticking to their values, mm-hmm. which again, I respect. Yep. Like I said, this is kind of the great example here mm-hmm. of how things happen without even trying. So, okay, I respect your wishes. I'm right. oil company guy. Yeah. I respect your wishes. So what I'm going to do is talk to my engineers and say, where can I go right on the border of this reservation right. and, and, and get, get the oil, oil and yeah. get the oil. And, and again, get it on that property Yep. Still, as an act of good faith, we'll employ you. Right. Nope. Nope. Fuck you. Yeah. So, all right, we'll get these oil guys here. Mm-hmm. And oil guys come because yep. it's in the middle of nowhere. It is. You know, and they start making $100 an hour, mm-hmm. $200 an hour, whatever. Yeah. You know, more money than the people on the reservation have ever seen. Correct. And there's nothing to do. So these guys go and hang out in the reservation. So now what you have is you have people that have a ton of money. Yep. Next to a group of people that have no money. Nothing. And so what people are going to do, this is, this is the weird part of it. This is stuff that I think about Mm -hmm. that makes my head spin. So now what you're going to have is people do all of this evil stuff Mm -hmm. to get the money from the oil men. Right. When you could have just had the oil company. Yeah, you could have just had yeah. the money. Yeah, you could have just had it. So, yeah. for example, you know, people can say what they want, but these Indians that have figured out casinos. They sure have. God bless you. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got one 45 minutes away yeah. from here. Yeah. Actually, we've got three of them within two hours. We do. Actually, four. Four or five within two yeah. two hours, uh, you know, radius around ourselves. Mm-hmm. And- you know, you go in there and they've done it the other way around mm-hmm. where they've hired all the people in the area, yeah. in the nation, so yeah. to speak. And then and then you also see people that are non, non-native, non-native yeah. working there. Yeah. You know, and they offer them jobs. Yeah. You know, and uh, they're equal opportunity. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is, you know. Having morals and trying to run a business and all that stuff, it's great. But after, at the end of the day, you got to survive. True. And you got to have this, um, you got to have this understanding. Like, again, nobody's breaking arms to go into that casino, but they make money off of people with gambling problems. Oh, they do. They do. That's their core. Yeah. The core is the people with gambling problems. Mm -hmm. And granted, they offer every service in the world to help you and all that stuff. Every but, state has a... But uh, that oil example, yeah. you know, or mining example, mm-hmm. period, that's how you create this without trying. Right. And you just end up here. And mm-hmm. again, you got to ask yourself that question. How did we get here? Right. And was it the best choice? Look into that in mm-hmm. reflection. And I think that's what these reservations have to do. These tribal leaders, they have to do that. But again, sprinkling in humanity, you've got ego, You've got envy. You've mm-hmm. got all of these little factors. And like I said, throw temptation on top of all that. Right. And and it's a mess. And they're no different than any other place that's failing. A community right. that's yeah. failing, a town that's failing, mm-hmm. a city that's failing. It's the same exact thing with the same exact problems. It's sad 
It's very sad. Mm -hmm. But the tough part with them where it's tough is the division of law enforcement. Yeah. You know, because the town, they can run to shit. And it's just because either they had a bad leader or they had a bad group of people or they just had people that don't give a fuck. Insert the reason. But the law is still there. And it's the Mm -hmm. same law that's kind of consistent around. But the law on these reservations, that's the tough part. Yeah. You know, and and that's, I think, going back to how did we get here? I think it's the law. They knew he was doing all this shit. They did. So now you got to ask the tribal leaders, was your law enforcement able to handle this? And the answer to that question is no. Clearly no. So fix that problem. Yeah. And now you've got yourself in a better situation. Yeah. For the next. Yeah. The next Nathan. To get the other guy. The next Nathan that's yeah. there already yeah. or moving around. This is the same thing with drugs, you know. Yeah. And here's the thing. I get people with drugs. You know, I do. I used to do them myself. They were fun. Mm-hmm. But you also got to understand there's three types of drug users. There's the functioning drug user. Mm-hmm. There's the barely functioning drug mm-hmm. user. And there's the one that can't handle it at all. And then the fourth, the one who never does it. Yeah. You know, I'm just focusing just on drug users. So the functioning drug users, in my opinion, are the most detached from reality, period. Yes. Because they're, well, I don't have a problem with it. All the people I hang out with don't have a problem with it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I I agree. Please understand. This is the Joe Rogans. You are the exception. Yeah. This is the Joe Rogans of the world where he's locked up in his little bubble. Yeah. And he just thinks, well, hey- I'm making $300 million, you know, and we're doing fine. I'm doing great, you know, or whatever Spotify gave Mm -hmm. him, you know, and, and all the power to him. Right. Not against that, but have just the ability to step out of your damn head once in a while and realize realize that this destroys people in a huge way. More often than than not. Than succeeding. Yes. And that's what we're going to start seeing. Oh, I I think we're already seeing it. Oh, no, we're already seeing it. But I said this years ago when they were like, oh, they should just legalize weed. The tax revenue will solve all our problems immediately. How's that working out right now? Yeah. Scratch that one out of the way. There'll be no crime. Really? Scratch that one. Scratch that one because black market weed is higher than ever. Yep. And that's the cartels from Mexico doing it. Yep. But you're going to hear it. It's like, it's almost like communism. They're like, no, everybody has to participate. It's all the states that, it's like, no. No. It's it's just, yeah. you, you, You know, and then again, let's legalize it. Let's get it all in here. Now you have people that are making bad decisions under the influence. Yes. Because that's that's how I looked at it with drinking for me. Yeah. Which drinking's the most widely accepted drug, period. Yes. But I realized that most of the mistakes I made was some stupid decision I made under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. You know, whether it be someone I was with yeah. or dating or yeah. whatever, you know, or just, you know, yeah. some stupid thing where I lost some money. Are you saying... you? Under the influence of a substance, you weren't able to make good, oh, good choices. Good choices, yeah. You know, and then and then there's the whole neuro part of it, which yeah. p- there's not a realistic discussion with that. No. Like these drugs, and it's not just marijuana. It's psych. It's the 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 psycho. You know, uh, the psychotropics. The psychotropics. Yeah. They you have nerve receptors in your body. Yes, and these receptors will handle things like we'll just talk about the elephant in the room, depression. Right. So what these drugs will do is overpower that. Correct. And then the problem is, is if you're not on that drug, that receptor isn't able to handle the capacity. Right. 
and and this this is how you get addicted. This Correct. is why you say yes. I need my edibles. Yes. If you're saying I need my edibles, it's that's like, a problem. This is why. Yeah. Your receptors are getting yeah. pounded by this yes. high what concentration. What you're doing is you're actually overloading your system to the point where your system is not able to function regularly. And it can't, you've you've overloaded it. Yeah. And you and a lot of times you have killed it. Like even if you stop, it's irreparable. The harm sometimes it can't be corrected, you know, especially with the hard stuff like yeah. meth and stuff like yes. that. You know, but I I remember just the kind of physiological changes I had. You know, because August will be six years for me mm-hmm. with all that stuff, and I have two three drinks a year, whatever. And even that, I, I actually have one think it's. I, uh, oh, you're talking about everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Six years. You know, and and I remember the first two years or so, just the physiological changes I had. Mm-hmm. Like I would react to things differently yeah. than I normally would have. Yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't under the influence all the time. Right. You know, just to kind of be clear and transparent with this, I went to work Monday through Friday. Yeah. I didn't smoke at work because I hated the idea of walking, going, hitting the elevator, go down, walk yeah. out and wasting a break like that. Right. Of course, you have the non-smokers that sit there and say, well, the smokers get to have all these breaks. Why the fuck don't I? I would go out with the smokers. You know, well, but but it just, uh, you know, so for me, I didn't smoke when I was at work. When I got together with you, Mm -hmm. I didn't smoke in the house because you had you have asthma. Yes. And I respected that, you know, as much as I could as a smoker. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I still brought it in with me. Yeah. Um, But but I smoked outside. But like drinking, I wouldn't drink Monday through Friday. No. I'd maybe have one drink here and there if I had a, a yeah. rough night or day or whatever. But the moment I left from Friday, I drank straight. Yeah. All the way through Sunday. Yeah. And then go from Monday through the week and, mm-hmm. and do that. That's and a functioning alcoholic. Correct. That's what that is. Yes. If you're doing that, you're a functional alcoholic. Yeah. And you know what? If you're pulling it off, great. But at some point, at some point you're you not going to be able to pull it off anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then when you quit, you're going to go through these physiological changes just mm-hmm. chemically in your brain. Yeah. You know, where you're reacting differently to things that you don't know how to react because right. because you're not numbing yourself anymore. Right. You're actually feeling. Yeah. For the first time in a long Which is time. Actually, why you, know. you have those feelings. Yeah. Like it's not so that you can yeah. Drown them or override them. The whole point is you're feeling those feelings for a reason. That's your body communicating yes, exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah. I've cried more in the last six months of my life yes. than I have the whole entire time. Can confirm. I yeah. I had my my depressive moments in my twenties right, yes. where I was unhinged. You know, but again, it's just unhinged. But like now, I've never felt more focused. Mm-hmm. I've never felt more clear. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Life still sucks. It's hard. It's yeah. all that stuff. Life it, hasn't changed. It's not going to change. No. It's still going to be yeah. hard. But but I have a, a better wit of myself. Mm-hmm. I have a better analysis of things. I, I see things in a, in a better situation mm-hmm. of of how I think I should handle them. Right. And if I do not handle something correctly and I fuck up, mm-hmm. I have a better reflection on that. Right. And, and so that's what, you know, to tie this up again with the reservations and everything, when you've got big problems with alcohol abuse, drug abuse yeah. and all of this stuff, and you've got a broken law system yeah. inside there, you know, 
unfortunately, you're the only ones that are going to be able to lift yourself up. Correct. Yes. I hate to say that. Yes. You know, because the thing is, is if somebody from outside were to come to help, that's what happens when all the kids are taken away and gone to school. It's a mess. It's sad. You know, stories like this are sad, but I think, you know, this is an opportunity for them to turn it around and, and get things in a different perspective. Sure. So, ergo the circle. <laughs> well, next week, we got a BOGO episode. We do. We a do. A twofer. I'm going to be doing the Watcher Letters. Yes. And you're going to do Centralia, Pennsylvania. And for those of you who don't know, that's the inspiration for Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yeah. Very, very excited about it. Yes. So. Yes. Any other uh, calls to actions or anything like that? No. Okay. I well, say rate, review, and subscribe, yeah. but well, you know, you know, we keep saying it. Yeah, you know, but thanks for listening. You're not going to do it, but thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, you know, but it really it, it helps us a lot. It does. It really does. And if you can just take that, you know, one to two minutes yep. out of your life to to do that, it really really helps us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you want to get Dean some biscuits. And a cup of coffee if you're really in the the, the means of giving. Yeah, if you you're can, in the giving. You can giving donate to us in the uh, the link yep. in our show notes, uh, our link tree uh, um, link. Yeah. Can't talk anymore. Yeah. So with that being said, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Mm-mm. Six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Put your shopping cart away. Yeah. Clean up after your dog. Mm-hmm. Shovel your sidewalk. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, even this, this is something different than I thought of uh, with the whole um, Lent season mm-hmm. going through here. I was listening to something and they were talking about almsgiving and what you yeah. can do. And because uh, I have a problem with the, the, um, the people begging on the, the yeah. corner of the road for, for money. The panhandlers. The panhandlers. Um, I I get it's a tough situation, but, you know, another thing you can do is just give them a bottle of water. Yeah. You know? I guarantee you they're not, I mean, they may be homeless, but oh, they're, no. they're out there panhandling for drugs. So no, when you give them money... You are enabling that's that behavior. What, that's what gets give you. Give them food. That's what gets give you. Give them but, water. Yeah, give them water. Yeah. Give them food. And you can still give and right. not feel yes. like you're contributing yes. to a, a crisis. Now, if they take know. their sandwich and give and sell it to someone so that hey, they can get, that's on them. prerogative. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Next. Don't engage with the black-eyed children, people, folk. Oh. I mean, essentially, I mean, and if just, you, just, just disregard black eyes in general like if you see them be like you know what yeah. i'm gonna go the other way there's no no judging there no there's all, no good None. is coming from that there's no judging whatsoever no. um and if you have no idea what um the black eyed children are check out our episode episode 58 yeah give do it a it. listen and then you'll understand that tenant swoosh that shit yeah <laughs> And last but not least. Just listen. Yes. And thank you so much for listening. We uh, really appreciate it. As always, our horror fanatics that tune in every single week. Yep. And uh, are devoted and awesome. And uh, we hope you have an amazing day. A lovely week. Make good choices. Take care. Take care.